Welcome back to Franco's World. It is episode 64. Thank you for stopping by today. I got a very, very special guest. It's going to be a fun time. You're going to want to stick around. Ladies and gentlemen, the very funny Joey Rinaldi. Hey, what's up, Franklin? Thanks for having me, man. Of course, you can follow him on Instagram at the Joey Rinaldi. He's like the Ohio State University. He is the one and only. I'm excited to talk to you, man. <laughs> first thing, first thing I want to talk about because I know you got to get it in there. Your podcast, the Trailer Trashing Pod. It's very cool. Him and his friends Derek and Charlie they break down uh, a couple movie trailers depending on the theme for that week. It's a pretty innovative uh, idea. I love <laughs> joking about movie trailers and stuff like that. Uh, I know there was like the popular YouTube thing where you can like, I always break it down with my friends. I'll hit pause and be like, okay, so this right here, I don't agree with, but I love it, Joey. Oh, are you, are you talking about the YouTube videos where it's like, uh, we're going to break this trailer down. Uh, skip 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the spoilers. Like, are you talking about the, those, those YouTube videos? <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, bro. But yeah, I, I'm not like a trailer official aficionado. What's that word? Official aficionado. I don't know how to say that word. I'm not like a, a trailer savant. It's just that uh, I tried making so many different podcasts. Like I tried making a podcast like your podcast and I'm just awful at it. Like I don't know how to interview people. And so after like failing with like five or six different podcasts, uh, me and my two buddies were like, what if we just pick a topic that's very easy to make fun of? And we were like, oh, let's just do movie trailers. So it's really not like it it was less of a passion project and more of just the only thing I think I could talk about for an hour long. It was like it was an art piece. It was a beautiful piece of art breaking down uh this rom com with Matthew McConaughey. It was a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, I, lo- I love rom coms. I'm such a rom com sap. Uh, but yeah, th- th- I think what's special about trailer trashing though is I think it's a nostalgic blast. And I feel like in today's society, especially during quarantine, people love getting a little dose of of nostalgia and so our podcast for one hour a week you can like listen to it and be like yeah remember when like fucking cartoon network was blasting that annoying rom-com trailer while i was trying to watch like clone wars what happened to that movie oh my god now i'm watching that trailer and i'm getting to hear other people also have that same shitty experience when cartoon network was blasting this trailer nonstop. nostalgia is big man i mean i think that's part of the reason why Things like uh, Stranger Things are so popular. I mean, granted, we can't relate to the 80s nostalgia as much as our generation tries to. Our generation is obsessed with the 80s, even though they weren't had nothing to do with it. But uh, like things like that, people love. It's like things are always better. Like the, People like to cut out the bad things in the past of nostalgia. So I think that has a big uh, role in it. Well, I, not just the 80s. I think everything, like even like noir, which was like a big thing in like the 1950s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How often do you see people be like, I did it for the dame. I lost my life. I lost my money. I even lost that dame. But it was worth it because she had legs. You know what I mean? You always see you always see that parody. Yeah, dude. No one no one is walking around in like in a bar be like, hey Toots, give me another Johnny Red Neat. Do it. Okay? Do it. Hey Toots. Do, do it. it. Do it. <laughs> Yo, I'm the biggest Thorsky and Hutch fan. Yes. Yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. I watched that movie uh, like two weeks ago. Me and my buddy Dylan. All we can say now is just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. See, I-, I haven't watched that movie recently, but I've seen it so many times in my life that I just memorize it. Like uh, the fucking Snoop Dogg line when he's like, uh, when Vince Vaughn tells him, you must know a lot about grass. 
I know a lot about, no, no, no. You must know a lot about golf. And Snoop Dogg's like, I know more about grass. <laughs> yeah, dude. Snoop Dogg is so slick in that movie, bro. His words are just like butter. I love it, man. I, and then uh, I like uh, oh, Owen Wilson's character tries to do do it, but he can't because he's got that high voice. He's like, Bacardi and Cola, do it, do it. <laughs> Yo, that, that's a good Owen Wilson. That's a great Owen Wilson. I'm not an impressionist. I'm not an impressionist, but I can do Owen Wilson, bro. I'm not an impressionist, and I don't think I can do anybody. Like, the other day, I listened to a Paul McCartney interview that was so funny. And so all day long, I was, like, forcing my Paul McCartney impression on all my friends and family. And Let's hear it, bro. Let's hear it. Oh, my God. It's so bad. But it was so funny because it was the WTF interview with Mark Maron. And he mm-hmm. and like Paul McCartney was doing this annoying thing where like he was like trying to act like he doesn't know why he was so famous or, or like why people <laughs> like try to stop him in grocery stores. So so like this is my impression. He goes, "I'm just Paul." I mean, I, I fucked up. I, t- I have to get in the mindset. I have to get in the mindset. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, I, I'm so bad at impressions. I can't do a British accent. But he's like, he's like, fuck. I'm, I I don't think I can do it. I have to like really prepare myself. But but like Mark Maron was like. So, so like, what is it like when people stop you on the street? And he goes, I'm Paul. I don't know why people stop me on the street. I just, I just sing a little song or two. And then all of a sudden everyone comes up to me and goes, take an autograph. I'm like, but why? I'm nobody. I'm just Paul. <laughs> and it's like, fuck off, Paul McCartney. You, you shut the fuck up. You're, you're Paul McCartney. You're the most famous singer alive. Get out of here. I don't, I don't know what I did. I'm like, uh, my autograph is very silly. I, who, who want my writing on the, on the, on the whatever? Like, oh my gosh, man! I mean, that was, just, that was a bananas impression. I mean, my, <laughs> dude, my, I'll do a, I'll try to do Ringo or something like that. Oh yeah, the Beatles man, uh, Paul McCartney over here's the. <laughs> I can't do I, it, the, man. The reason why I hated the interview so much is because he was so, he was so fake. Like he was trying to sound like he's down to earth, but he they couldn't sell it. You know what I mean? Wait, this wasn't a bit. Like, he was being serious. Yeah, like it, it was like his. What? Pub- I thought publicist. it was a bit. No, he was being serious. No, no, it's like his publicist was telling him people will think you're relatable if you act like you don't know you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! It was so oh like not god. genuine. It's like when celebrities try to tell us that, like, to give to a cause about like kids who can't read in Georgia, and it's like you have all the money in the world. I have no money, and I also can't read, and I don't even live in Georgia. <laughs> give money to me, okay, guy from uh, what's the one where they make meth? Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul, New Mexico, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Paul. Does does he tell people to donate to meth people? <laughs> no, he's not he's not donating to uh clinics or anything no he's not doing that no, he's no. out there just profiting he's profiting off meth okay well, and he's not th- giving money well this is my commercial if i was a celebrity guys there's a lot of meth heads out there who can't afford their meth so i want you guys to open up your wallets and donate money so these meth heads can finally get their meth <laughs> donate now we got people tweaking on the street they need their fix asap and then like I can a year make, later, I can make I can make every joke about drug addicts I want to because a gang of drug addicts broke into my home and they stole ten thousand dollars worth of stuff. I've been directly affected by all drug addicts. 
No, I, I feel you. When I was uh, five years old, I got my uh, house broken into and they stole my Nintendo. I don't know if they were drug addicts, but I, I, I feel like they were drug addicts. They stole my Nintendo. That's brutal, man. Don't tell me they took Donkey Kong. They took Donkey Kong. I was so pissed off. It, it was like the most heartbreaking thing because I didn't like I didn't realize that if you locked all your do doors, it was still possible for somebody to get in. I was like, but the, <laughs> you just the, thought it was safe. I was like, the, but we locked the doors, right, Mom? The, the, you you locked the doors, and she was like, yeah, yeah, the, the doors were locked, Joey. <laughs> I mean, the problem I have is, like, I try to play detective, so I was in college when my house got broken into. I come home with dust and a little, like, magnifying glass. I'm out here looking for fingerprints like I'm going to crack a case. Really? <laughs> Did oh. you get any, like, like clues? I got I got zero clues because uh, the state uh, and federal, not federal, but the state government had already brought, like, brought a detective in and already uh, cleared the case. But had it, had it gone to a, a chain above command, I probably would have been on it. Dude, but you got to be a vigilante. Like, you have to be like, I don't work for the law. I, walk, I work around the law. And then, like, do it your own way. I, I mean, I could be a private investigator. I could be a dick if I wanted to, you know? I think I could do it. Okay, I'm just pitching this right now. You're Sherlock Holmes, I'll be Watson, and I think we can really get to the bottom of some cases. Yeah, but wasn't Sherlock Holmes a savant? Didn't he have some mental issues? No, he was a drug addict, but that's what we're talking about. Aaron Paul will get people to donate <laughs> drugs to us. We'll get the meth. We'll start smoking that meth. Before you know it, we're solving crimes left and right, dude. Because <laughs> think about it. If drug dealers stole, it, stole your shit, maybe, just maybe... You have to fight fire with fire, and and you can retrace their footsteps by smoking the same shit they were smoking. The only way to stop a bad guy with a meth addiction is a good guy with a meth addiction. We can do this, Joey. I, I really think it's going to – I'm going to need um, some people to, to go fund me so I can buy <laughs> the so-called meth. But oh, my God. We, but <laughs> but once, we, once we get the GoFundMe going, I really think we can get this shit started. This GoFundMe stuff is getting out of hand, man. I mean, I'm seeing people start GoFundMes so they can get a new Xbox controller. I mean, what are we doing? Dude, well, Facebook is an enabler, dude. Facebook is so fucked up. So it was my birthday um, a few days ago, and uh, I went Happy on Facebook. Happy birthday, Joey. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't fishing for it, but thanks. Thanks. No, you're totally fishing <laughs> for that, bro. That's a fish, and I, I took I'll, the bait. You took the bait, and I fucking loved every second of it. So... <laughs> So I'm on Facebook, just like checking like notifications, and whatnot, and it's my birthday, or it's like the day before my birthday, and I get this big like message, like outstanding, outlandish, like very arts and crafty thing on Facebook, and it's like Joey, and there's like fucking what's I, I'm losing the words. What's the word? Confetti. It's like Facebook confetti is going all over my laptop screen, and they're like Joey, it's almost your birthday. With, team up with GoFundMe right now so you can like get money for something that you specifically want for your birthday. And it's <laughs> oh like, my god! And I'm just like, did they do their research at all? Like, I'm not one of those people at all. I don't need anything like that. I want nothing for my birthday this year. I'm like, the world is dying. Like, literally, people are dying. We're in a pandemic. Uh, we're literally having like almost like a, a mini race war right now with all these fucking racist cops. And in the midst of all of this shit, they're like, we gotta get Joey a fucking Xbox controller. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Joey needs a new TV stat, okay? It's his birthday. Go fund him. I'm getting tired and of Facebook sending me text messages every day as some guy I talked to twice in middle school. It's his birthday. I don't care about Timothy. It's so, and Timothy is probably doing the GoFundMe Facebook feature where he's asking you to donate for something. Yep. Yep, he did. It, he did it, bro. Timmy, Timmy needs that new TV, bro. But like, I don't understand. Like, why does Mark Zuckerberg think this is a good thing? Like, why does he think that like everyone's birthday deserves a GoFundMe? I'm not on Facebook, so I'm allowed to say this. Mark Zuckerberg, scumbag. Yeah, yeah. He he he's he's not a good guy. He's not a good egg. And uh, and, and it's so weird that like people love. You know, people love the Social Network movie. Hmm. And I think it's so weird that people love the movie about him, but physically hate him. Like, it's it's a weird thing in our culture right now. Like, we just did Scarface on my trailer trashing a, uh, a podcast. And, like, Scarface is another thing. That people love that movie. They have, like, the poster of Scarface, like, in their college dorm rooms. But nobody would like Scarface if they fucking met Tony Montana, you know? No, Jordan Belfort would rob you and leave you penniless if he could. I hate Jordan Belford so much, and I'm so sick of all these kids who are like, Wolf of Wall Street's the best movie ever. Oh my gosh, it's so, it's all the college kids. I had a joke I used to do, I might bring it back because of this. Bring it, it back, was, bring it back. It was, uh, it was, uh, oh crap, what was it? It's like all, okay, so all the frat guys' uh, favorite movie in college was Wolf of Wall Street because they all wanted to like work on Wall Street, but the only thing they did was just develop the drug dependency part of that movie. Yes! And they didn't learn anything about business. And if they did learn something about business, they learned how to, like, steal people's money by them requesting everybody in their contacts a dollar every day for the rest of their life. Do you know these people? Uh, nobody's nobody's requested a dollar from me. Is that a thing? Is that a Connecticut thing? Yeah, there's these people out there. I know a kid who, like, does it. He just, like, will, like, every day, like, demo requests, like, one dollar from, like, like, ten different people. And, like, people are stupid that, like, you'll just get, like, an idiot to like send you money and i guess like over time it can add up because he's doing it like every day yeah i mean dude if i just spammed one dollar to a thousand people i could probably i, mean, I could probably get a couple bucks get like seven dollars you get like seven bucks yeah all right that's that's well worth my time i mean right now i am worthless so that that's well worth my time oh my god uh, there's so uh, venmo sketches me out so much venmo and paypal because i don't use paypal but i get emails every day that paypal wants to reward me for being a, a good paypal member that's weird and that, i know i know well speaking of spam i get spammed the most by um this guy named richard cromier this is a true thing I can show you on my phone sometime. Uh, I think he has a number that's like one digit off of my number. And mm. he like, I guess like signed up for like all these different email lists or whatnot. So I get like a five texts a day being like, your coupon for this is going to expire, Richard. Please respond now. Or like, I sometimes like, I'm going to read you the most recent one because it was horrifying. <laughs> is this like, oh, is this a federal crime to read other people's emails? Are we doing a crime right now? No, because they're, they're so sketchy. Sometimes they're very mundane, but some of them are very sketchy. So this one's mad sketchy. Guys are regaining back their dong with this awesome pill used by celebrities. Harder than Cialis. Passive for free. Richard. <laughs> I can I can go all day. I have so many. I have so many. I have thousands of this. Of, of just like of just like like 
dong pills? No, it's all different. This is another one I have. Richard, don't be arrested for carrying a gun in Connecticut. Get your permit today. Easy at getyourconcealercarrypermit.com. Okay, so basically this all this guy looks up is guns and porn or porn and guns. That's it. Maybe. he Everything. I, I have so many from this guy. Richard, stop wasting your money buying women drinks. Watch this quick video. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Richard, Watch this quick video. Wa- but stop wasting money buying women drinks. What does that mean? Oh, stop. It's saying stop. Stop wasting. It's a, it's a, it's a, I just, I just realized what it was. It was saying like, stop wasting your money buying like, like women drinks at bars. I, Wait, what I, did you I, think I, it meant? Dude, what did, I think anyone with a brain thought that's what that meant. Dude, I read it. I read it. I'm so sorry. I read it as like, stop wasting your money buying this like feminine girly drinks. <laughs> stop wasting money buying that, Bahama Mamas. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, buy a real drink, like Monster, like for men. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have uh, I, because I'm in West Virginia, the heart of Trump country. Uh, I am just getting uh, is spam emails from from Trump. I mean, it's not a real Trump account. I'm, my dad got a fake check from Melania Trump for forty five dollars. I don't know what's going on. I got a, I got a fake email from Trump right here. The tag says, "I love Mike Pence." So I don't know what like clown signed me up for some sort of Trump thing because they think like oh he's in West Virginia. It was That's a probably Trump guy, but, like, Richard. It was definitely Richard. It was Richard. He's behind this. He's he's the one pulling the strings. I think Richard stole your, your, your uh, broke into your house too. I think he's on meth. I think if we, this is the point of the podcast, we gotta arrest this Richard guy, dude. Crime podcast other than Joe Rogan, crime podcasts are the biggest podcast in the world. If we crack this case, we're gold. Oh my god, I see the intro now. Uh, in 2019, Joey started getting text messages from a guy named Richard. Then he teamed up with Franklin, and the rest is history. Today on Finding Richard. <laughs> Finding Richard! <laughs> Finding Dick. Featuring... <laughs> <laughs> the two the two private investigators finding dick featuring franklin the dick and and joey the dick yeah yeah i i, I also go by go, joey the cock joey the penis uh, <laughs> yeah t- <laughs> take it the completely other way and then that brings us back to buying uh, uh subscription services on 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 porn websites like richard did yeah it's, it's harder than cialis how I, we gotta get this shit right now uh, I've never clicked the link on any of these emails, but I, I'm, I know my, my laptop will instantly die if I did. I'm a dude. If you click on anything like that, instant, it's gonna explode. I mean, it's instant. Instant. Oh my god. So um, let, let's stop talking about Richard because it just makes me depressed. <laughs> okay, well, stop talking about Richard. But I do want to keep talking about the entertainment world because you and I are big entertainment fans. I used to stay up all night watching TMZ because I was obsessed with seeing the celebrities in real life. Uh, even though I wasn't with, I wasn't, I wasn't in person. But it doesn't matter. Either way, you're a big uh, entertainment guy. Who would you say? I don't know. Is, is sort of like an inspiration, like an out, like. Outside of the comedy world, do you have any inspirations? Outside the comedy world, um, I guess my biggest inspiration would be, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you're going to make fun of me for this answer, I don't care. I'm comfortable with my own skin. I've I, I heard it all before, so I'm ready for this. <laughs> Dude, uh, 
Do it. It's Jack- Natasha Benningfield, isn't it? Just say it. Well, I love Natasha Benningfield, but no, uh, it's Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson's like my hero. Uh, uh, so much of my comedy work, work ethic comes off what Jack Johnson does. I, I listen to like all of his interviews and he's also like the greatest guy in the world. Like, like he's like my last faith in humanity for famous people. Jack Johnson, like, the singer songwriter. Yeah. Like if he ever had like a scandal, then I would lose all faith in humanity because he's like the greatest guy in the world. You know, I don't really know what he looks like, but in my brain, he looks like Dave Matthews. Uh, he's better looking than Dave Matthews. Definitely has not done as many drugs as Dave Matthews. Uh, overall he's a better guy than dave matthews but they're but they're very good friends (laughs) (laughs) okay just overall he's just way better than dave matthews yeah but but they're good friends actually they have a dope cover together of um jimmy buffett's pirate looks at 40 and uh they do a little duet to it it's beautiful are you a jam band guy i mean you're talking about jimmy buffett you're talking about dave matthews uh yeah i i also love fish and grateful dead Uh, i guess i'm a little bit of a jam band guy I, I went but, to a Jimmy Jack Buffett John, concert once, bro. I've never seen Buffett live, but that's like a dream of mine. It was pretty tight, bro. I was out in uh, southern West Virginia, and it was at a, <clears throat> the PGA Golf. Like, there was a PGA Golf event, and like, so uh, a concert came with the uh, the ticket. And I'm just in this like massive field in West Virginia, and Jimmy Buffett is just out there letting loose, son. Oh my God! Uh, how many? Uh, uh, how many buttons were unbuttoned on his shirt? <laughs> oh, he actually wore he actually wore a he he wore a t shirt that night, but he did perform barefoot and he wore uh he wore sweatbands. He wore sweatbands. Yeah, you gotta wear sweatbands when you're Jimmy Buffett and you're sweating and all that that West Virginia sun and all that forty year old woman pus. Like you gotta you gotta get to that that sweatband to get all that that juice off your face. I get it, <laughs> dude. I mean the parrot heads are a different breed, bro. You have grown adults walking around with pink flamingos on their cranium. Uh, oh, dude, I I fucking love it, dude. And, and he like he always like starts his show out like this, like no matter what day it is. Like, do you know the day of the week it was? What day of the week it was? Um, but it's it was a very a important Corbin, question. So it had to have been either a, a Friday or a Saturday. I'm sorry. Okay, so I watch a lot of Jimmy Buffett concerts on YouTube because I hate myself. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I, I watch John Mayer concerts on YouTube. It's normal. So so um uh and. and if it's like a weekday, like let's say it's like a Monday night, he starts out by being like, hey, parent heads, uh, I know you guys are taking off work tomorrow because after tonight, you'll be too hungover to go to work for the next week. And that's like his like opening like like joke he always says. It just kills. It kills. And it kills. It kills harder <laughs> than like any stand-up joke I've ever written in my life. And you like, respect the kill. He, he murders. He goes – he goes, I know if you got work tomorrow, you ain't showing up. <laughs> and it just oh. it just destroys. What's he say on the weekends? I don't know what he says on the weekends. I feel like every Jimmy Buffett show I've ever seen has always been on the weekdays. I feel like he doesn't even perform on the weekends. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, after the <laughs> we had an absolute <laughs> banana land time. Uh, the audio went out. It was a whole thing. A whole rigmarole. As Joey just said, and uh, we were talking about Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett wildcard. He was in that movie, uh, Serenity with Matthew McConaughey recently. Did you watch that? Yes or no? Wait, Matthew McConaughey and Jimmy Buffett are in the same movie. That sounds like all my childhood fantasies coming true. 
Oh no! It was uh, it was Moon Dog. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Serenity. It was Moon Dog. I think the name of it was Moon Dog. McConaughey plays some like strung out poet or something like that, and Jimmy Buffett's just Jimmy Buffett in it. He's like, it's five o'clock somewhere, Matthew. <laughs> hey, pair of heads, how you doing out there tonight? I don't know Jimmy Buffett's voice. Yeah, it's actually a very like simple like voice. It's nothing like 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 over the top or like hilarious to, like mimic because it's just like a very generic voice. So you're a jam band guy. Uh, I don't. I, get- I wouldn't say I'm a jam band guy. I, I, I in college I got really into the Grateful Dead. Oh, and that makes so, sense. So, but like, and I, I've been to jam band adjacent things, but I like the Dead more. I like the culture of the Grateful Dead a lot more than I like the culture of the generic jam band. If that, you know what I'm saying? I do. Um, I, I had like zero experience with the Grateful Dead at all. Uh, my ex's family was massive Grateful Dead fans. I'm pretty sure her mom like traveled around and followed him when she was younger. And her and her mom and her uncle will like get together and buy whatever concert they're playing, like and just watch it on TV. They'll put the t-shirts on, they'll watch it on TV, and they'll like just jam out to it outdoors. It's a whole vibe, but all the songs yeah, yeah, are very I, similar. I, I, I do that. I do that too. Holy cow. Do you buy the t-shirts with the bears? Yeah, I put on the bear T-shirt. I actually right right next to me. I have a, a bandana of Grateful Dead bears, and then I throw on like a concert like on on my TV, and I sit there with like me and a, two, a couple buddies, and we'll drink a couple beers and watch it, and just have a great time. And um, the the reason why the songs sound so similar is because what they do is, uh, I guess for layman terms, it's called a jam, where they basically create a song on the spot that connects three of their songs together wow that's pretty so it's really cool so like so like what they'll do is like they have this this song called playing in the band where it's like playing playing in the band and then like they'll go off and do a different song where like they're doing like i don't know like they're doing this like really dramatic song called standing on the moon it's like this long beautiful love song and then, like, so you totally forget about the fun playing in the band song because you're like, wow, I'm listening to this love song. And then as, like, that that love song's finishing, you start hearing in the background some drumming. Uh-oh. And the drumming's like, I, wh- why does that drumming sound familiar? And then out of nowhere, it's playing in the band again. You're like, oh, my God, they just brought it back. <laughs> uh, it sound, it's playing like, in the band. When, when I say it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. But if you ever want like an endorphins rush, it's like that will give it to you. Like you'll get like a fucking, oh my god, you'll go all over the place. It, it's it's a, it's the most exciting thing ever when they bring back a song from like three songs ago into that song. I mean, I I, so, I, mean, I know like I know Grateful Dead speak, uh, fan speak, uh, Deadhead speak in the sense that like whenever somebody asks you what your favorite song is, you don't say, like, the song itself. You'll say, like, oh, it was this during this year. It, well, actually, it's more specific than that. You'll actually say the actual date and, like, the actual concert. Uh, you, okay, you, I'll you, tell you mine. You want to hear mine? Yeah, yeah, give, lay it on me, sister. <laughs> Franklin's Tower, Dead & Co., uh, the... No, November 2017, Madison Square Garden. Oh, yo, that that was a good one. I I I uh, I was there the day before that actually. I, I, I that was a two-parter, and I didn't go to that. And after I listened to that, I was so pissed off because I was like, "Oh my god, that one's so good! I, I missed out. I'm a loser." Uh, yeah. 
But my, you know, my favorite Franklin Tower is probably I know my favorite Franklin Tower by Dead and Co. It's probably Camden, New Jersey, 2017, and I believe it was July 25th, but mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred. I think I think this one was November 18th, Franklin's Tower. I yeah, think. no, I, I remember because I was there November 17th, the day before. And that was an awesome show. That I, I actually watch that show a lot. But this is getting no. If you, no one's listening to us at this point, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, so, I got some pretty loyal listeners. I hope. <laughs> so, so you you like you like Dead and Co because you like John Mayer. I uh, and, well, it's a new it's a newfound love, but it burns bright, my friend. It's a supernova, but uh, which means it'll die young. But I uh, I yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a big big John Mayer fan. I wasn't whenever my sister was a fan of him, but I got into him probably like a a, a couple years ago. Okay, you have to. Give me the breakdown. What led to you? Because, like, because if you said you got to John Mayer from the start, I would have understood that. But you're telling me you saw him be a pretty boy asshole. You, you didn't. That that didn't. That didn't. So that didn't do it for you. Then you saw him go beyond the pretty boy asshole and like dating Katy Perry, and then like let on teenage Taylor Swift. You saw all of that, and you were like, "I'm still not on board." Yeah, none and of that. Then, moved the, none of that moved the needle for me. And so, what happened that made you be like, "Now I'm ready for everything John Mayer does"? <laughs> like, oh, dude, I, don't I, I even love the deep tracks now, man. I mean, like, well, the thing is, me is like, I'm an obsessive person. So when I find something new, I have to find out everything about it. And I remember seeing John. Same, Mayer, same, same. I, I remember seeing John Mayer on TMZ when I was a kid, and it's like, okay, I don't really care, you know. This is like a music guy, and then I, I watched interviews with him, and I heard the way he broke down his songs and his thinking behind things, and I'm like, wow, I can get behind the science behind all of the all of his music and stuff like that. And then um, there's a couple songs that like really, I don't know, uh, I hate to say the word spoke to me because like they're songs, and uh, you know they're. I guess you can connect with them on a deeper meaning if you if you want to be a narcissist and connect everything to yourself. But there there was a couple songs that I'm like, wow, you know, like this kind of relates to what I'm going through. Like I can I can get down with this. Uh, I actually reject that notion that you're a narcissist for doing that because I, I think we're both. Uh, it's funny calling comedy art, but we're both artists, and I think it, it's our goal when we tell jokes and stories that we want somebody to relate to that and make it all about them when they're consuming the thing we're making. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's how you get like people to fuck with you. Is that like you have to the relatability, to, the relatability. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think John Mayer would actually be very flattered by that and that he wouldn't think you're a narcissist for thinking that. Mm. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, Thank you yeah. for uh, thank yeah. you for answering for John for me. That'd be great because you're he's a Connecticut guy. If you could just tell him I said what's up, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in Connecticut. Uh, I feel very connected to my local Connecticutites or whatever we call themselves. It's a hotbed for um, talent. Hotbed for talent. I mean, I just had Claire on here. Claire's great. Oh, she's a Connecticut girl. Love her. She's great. Uh, I, I'm gonna. Uh, she, she's like my favorite drinking buddy, probably. <laughs> she uh she was talking to me she was just like yeah some nights you know i do mics and it's like uh you know everybody's getting drunk and it's like i'm just gonna have a coke for dinner that's gonna be my that's gonna be my meal yes yes uh that's very clear um but uh it, it's funny that you said that like you relate to john mayer because i no, no, I no, 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 no i don't never, i don't necessarily relate to john mayer I, I mean john mayer songs john mayer songs because i have the cringiest memories of my life relating to John Mayer's songs. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, uh, he had that song, Bigger Than My Body. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember like, oh, I, I listened to that song by myself. You're like, oh, this song's like very relatable. I get it. And then I remember like in middle school, I went on a ski trip with like my friends from middle school. And like, and um, their parents had like the ox cord. So we were passing the oh, ox cord no. around and we're putting our our iPhones, our iPod, whatever, iPods into the ox cord. And one time it was my turn and I was like, yo, I'm going to show you this song right now. And I think it's pretty sick. It's It's really good. And I put on bigger than my body, and my friends just roasted me. They were like, "Dude, that song sucks. The lyrics are not deep at all. This guy's a loser. He's a clown. He's a hack. Get out of here!" <laughs> and and I was so crushed because I was like, "To me, it's like that song is about me. If you think that song's lame, you don't get me. You don't get <laughs> me. You would never get me." I think there's a couple songs I can relate to. Uh... Uh, I mean, I don't want to get too deep on, on on a comedy podcast, but I guess people want to relate to me. Um, me really? Get it? Get I'm in trying here. to think. I honestly am trying to think a lot. I mean, um, uh, In the Blood is a deep one just because, like, um, you know, you, there's this lyric and it's like, what about this feeling that I'm never good enough? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, I think everyone has that feeling where it's just like, especially artists. Uh, it's just like, well, what if like this art? Because it's a big swing, and if you know, it's a big swing. It could lead, it could lead to a big. Is it in the blood? Is in the blood about the time when Taylor Swift had her first period while they, while he was on a date with her? Boo. She was no, <laughs> no, uh, that's a. He, I think it's called Paper Doll. Is the song about the Taylor Swift? But he says it's it's not about Taylor Swift. It, it's not. It's not. But uh, can can we Google how old Taylor Swift was when she dated John Mayer? I feel like she, she was, was not eighteen. She was nineteen, dude. She had to have been. Please, can't she be nineteen for <laughs> for my sake? <laughs> But John Mayer was like 39, I believe, right? No, I think he was just 30. <laughs> no, no. Because he's like, I don't, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I actually, I shouldn't make fun of John Mayer because I actually, I've seen John Mayer live like 10 times. What? How? Dead & Co? Dead & Company. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never, yeah, no, I've never gone to a John Mayer concert. I, that's actually a really funny story, by the way. So, I, I always liked the Grateful Dead music. I, I was a fan of their songs, but I remember being like, I don't want to be, I'm not like a deadhead. I don't want to go to like their, their shows because their shows are fucking lame as fuck. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I thought. And then my buddy, my friend Mashal, who talks like this, he's like, my name's Mashal. I'm from Boston. <laughs> he's like, dude, you got to see fucking bloody John Mayer with the dead. He's fucking, he's fucking sick, man. He's fucking so good. And I was like, what? I don't want to see John Mayer with the dead. What the fuck are you talking about, you psychopath? I thought he was fucking with me. He goes, no, dude, I'm not fucking with you. John Mayer, man, he's fucking incredible. He's at the dead. You got to see it. And so I fucking go to this show with him. And it's fucking awesome. It's fucking sick. But the whole time I'm standing there, I'm like, I'm not a fucking 13-year-old girl. I'm not going to lose my mind to fucking John Mayer. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's then, his fan base is, is, is I mean, like, because I follow him on Instagram and I, and I like, uh, you know, vid the videos of him playing guitar and stuff like that. And so my Explore page is all these, like, John Mayer fan pages, and they are, like, creepy, bro, with the stuff that they say. I mean, like, his fans are... Why? Like, what do they say? What do they say? Oh, man. I mean, there was one It's like, it's National Dream Day, and you know who I lay awake at night dreaming about. And it's just like, God! I mean, <laughs> I can't do I it. I love that. I love that for him. Oh, thank God for him. <laughs> Dude, what bothers me, it's like his fan base, I feel like, is pretty broad, but most of them are older people, but then you got people like me, uh, I guess younger people, and... um. 
my bookie is the biggest John Mayer fan. I mean, he has seen him like Wait a second, wait a second, wait. Time out. You can't just casually drop and you have a bookie. What? Oh, I'm an addict, bro. I'm an addict. What what do you gamble? What's your what's your poison? Uh I mean some sports and uh roulette. Uh I, I don't like to do blackjack a lot, but uh roulette and uh yeah, sports. So 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 you so your bookie is a John Mayer fan. Oh, he is How? the biggest John Mayer fan. I mean, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's not gonna break my kneecaps. I mean, but I pay on time. So um he's uh he's just a good guy. And he said, Yeah, man, I've seen him like ten times and it's like Dang, dude, you probably went and saw him with the money I gave you. So, like, I technically, I paid for a John Mayer ticket, and I didn't go see him. Oh, my God. So, like, he's like, yo, bro, you fucking owe me 10 Gs. And also, did you see that new John Mayer single? It actually really changed my life. Also, bro, <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people say Gravity's his biggest hit, but honestly, bro, it's got to be slow dancing. I mean, that solo, the second solo, it'll just melt your mind, bro, when he plays it live. So remember how you were saying that your mom, uh, that your girlfriend mom, like traveled with the Grateful Dead for a while. Yeah. So it's so funny because talking about John Mayer makes me think about that. Because I I remember thinking like people who travel with the Dead are so weird. It's so bizarre. Why the fuck is John Mayer here? <laughs> and then before you know it, before you know it, this the Grateful Dead's the only band in the world where this has ever happened to me. As the concert's ending. I'm stuck in an hour, like 20 minute conversation with some random guy I just met. And he's telling me about where these shows are. And he's like, yeah, man, just download TripAdvisor app. And now I'm downloading the TripAdvisor app. And I'm like, I'm planning out the next three shows and the motels I'm going to stay at. And, I, and I'm like, wow, this is really affordable. And he goes, oh, by the way, listen to this podcast. If you listen, if you put their, their, their promo code, you can actually get 50% off on your next uh, uh, TripAdvisor purchase. I'm like, oh, shit, thanks for that promo code, dude. And I'm about to like hit send. Like My credit card number is all, pay, like, all in. I'm like, wait, wait, what the fuck's going on? Why? What just happened? Why did I almost just buy fucking three plane tickets to like, go to West Virginia, Canada, and Mexico to see the dead? What's going on? Dude, they hook you. They get those hooks in you, and you're hooked. It's the Grateful Dead. It's it's the drugs. That's what did it. It's the drugs. It, it, it's almost like I was in a trance because I almost hit hit submit, and like, I almost just bought like three plane tickets. <laughs> you gotta and, go like, watch them in, in Lakeview, Texas, and then San yeah, Diego. And, and my friend Kevin comes over and goes, "Dude, what are you doing?" I'm like. Dude, I, I was just talking to Joshua over here, and his sister has a house in Lake Tahoe that he'll let us stay at while they're playing there. <laughs> and then Kevin Kevin looks over and goes, there's no one standing there. I'm like, I swear he was just here. <laughs> Dude, it's a figment of your imagination. The dead, bro. They'll do that to you. I know. And, and then my friend just takes my phone and goes, Get out of TripAdvisor. You don't need any of that shit. What are you doing? <laughs> Turns out you weren't on TripAdvisor at all. You were on AshleyMadison.com and you were just... <laughs> what's, what's, what's Ashley Madison? That's people look for uh, hookups with married people. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I, I'll get it on that. Uh, married <laughs> swingers, they, they need loving too, man. Who am I to deprive anybody from their sexual urges? For real, dude. I mean, like, I'm a big let people do what you want guy. Yeah, my body is a canvas and you're the artist. Do as you please. Hey, hey. No, Joey. Your body isn't a canvas. Your body is a wonderland. There it get is. Out of town. There yeah. it is, baby! You, you, you said to all the guys on the podcast with your <laughs> Wonderland. Every, every Oh my guy. god. So, uh, I, uh, I, I have, um, I used to see this, like, really, like, 
cool hip black barber and like he was like a tough guy like you know like like a real badass mm-hmm. and i swear to god um he's giving me a haircut once and your body is a wonderland comes on and i'm like that's interesting and then two songs later it comes on again i'm like that's weird and it comes out a third time in one haircut and this guy's like a tough black guy i'm like Hey man, I'm sorry to bother you, but like, why is like this John Maris song, Your Body's Wonderland, like keep popping up? And he got like so sentimental and he goes, My girl and I are in a fight, and that was her, that's her favorite song. And I guess I'm just listening to it to think to, to feel connected to her. <laughs> and this oh is like a 55 year old, tough New York City, like black gentleman who like, who is in all of my years of getting haircuts from him has never been emotional to me at all. And I'm just like, dude, she'll come back. She always does. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's so weird, bro. You'll hear John Mayer's songs in the craziest spot. I heard one in the grocery store one day and then I saw this TikTok. This girl did a, a POV. She goes, POV, you're sitting in the lobby of a of uh of an applebee's in 2007 and in the background you hear i want to run through the halls of my you just hear that and i'm like oh my gosh i've definitely been there on a sunday afternoon it was awesome man i just like his stuff you should listen to he's got a couple podcasts um with people that he talks about playing with the grateful dead he has one with al franken the SNL guy, Al Franken. Who, oh, no way. And they and they just talk about the dead. And Al Franken is a massive uh, dead guy. And he has big enough balls to tell John Mayer, you know what? Night two wasn't as good as night one. I mean, dude, he tells him this to his face. Oh, my God. I got to fucking check that out. That sounds hilarious. Check it out, man. It's pretty uh, good. And then they play this game where Frank, like, they'll just be talking and Franken will say a song in the middle of it and John will just like do it with like his mouth they'll be like Franklin's Tower and he'll be like like he'll just like do that so is that your favorite song because your name's Franklin oh a thousand percent yeah I only know like four songs and that's one of them Touch of Grey Ripple Athea so that was like me with Bob Dylan's song called Joey until I realized he's singing about like a terrible mafia guy that Sebastian Manifesalco played in uh, The Irishman oh uh, Crazy Joe Crazy Joe uh, what's his name yeah and so after seeing um, uh, Sebastian play that character I'm just like yeah, that song is not me at all. <laughs> I'm not going to get shot outside of a clam house or whatever the building was. So I was working as a PA on a TV show for True TV one day. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this – well, I was working there for like a couple months actually. And there was this guy on set who was so intimidating, so scary, a lot – like very uh, – he, he was a lot to deal with and he didn't smile ever. He was never nice to anybody on set. And uh, I got – ordered to go into his van and break down um, this film equipment that he needed help with. And so it's nighttime. I'm in a van. It's kind of creepy. And I open up the van door to um, him just like unloading all this shit, yelling, no radio on. He's doing it all a cappella, yelling the lyrics to Bob Dylan's Joey. And he makes eye contact with me right as he says, Joey. And we make eye contact. And I swear to God, it it was the most intimate moment of my life. You fell in love it that night. More, you fell in love. It was more intimate than having a a, 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 a beautiful black man 
like shave my face closely to me while singing your body's a one million. You've had these like, borderline erotic experiences with a, with with older men. I think that's your thing. I I know there's a lot of homoerotic stuff going on in my life. I I don't know if I'm a I think I'm a sensual guy and I radiate it. And I think I, I think I'm asking for it. I think that's the issue. <laughs> well, what were you wearing, bro? What were you wearing? Dude, I'm I'm leading on all these older men and, and it's terrible. <laughs> I got I got dimples, man. You got dimples. Uh, older men can't resist. Mm, that'll do it. That'll do it every time. <laughs> I, I I wish that my charm worked on women my own age as well as it works on um, these men. See the card that I, I the I, card that I try to play is like the like not not necessarily like using the words too good it sounds bad but like i try to make it play like it's like oh well i'm not like playing a game where like i don't care about them because i do but i'm trying to make it be like oh i have options when really i don't and so that leaves me at the end of the day with zero options zero uh, i know it's playing it cool this is not i'm not cool enough to play it cool and so i always it always ends terribly for me so i I, i've just accepted myself and i'm now just this obnoxious um, uh, quadruple texter, and, and I shamelessly do it. I don't care. Hey, it, it, I'm proud of you. you want, first you step. Wanna, you got to admit it, brother. First step. If you want to be my lover, you're going to get five to six texts from me. You're going to respond back eventually, and then I'll have to text you. Was that too many texts before? I'm sorry. I won't do it again. <laughs> yeah, not, dude. You got to send that text. Be like, that was too much. I apologize. But then that adds to the text. Yes, and then and then I'm apologizing quadruply for the quadruple text. And then I make a typo, and then I gotta fix that. So <laughs> that's another text. It's another text, uh, and basically, I've sent over fifty texts, and this girl has texted me three times total. <laughs> and she waits twenty three hours to text me back. But maybe she's just really busy. She's really busy. She has she has uh, family members that she needs to take care of. She has a job. Uh, she uh, she has her crossword puzzles. She's busy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the excuse, the runaround Sue that my brain plays for the excuses. I mean, I am out here trying to like think of well, maybe you know she got stuck in traffic, and maybe you know she picked up a, a construction job. I don't know. She's a responsible driver. She doesn't text and drive. <laughs> Dude, I I want to go back real quick uh, to the Franklin Towers song. Isn't that uh, about Ben Franklin? No, it's not. No, and Franklin's Tower no, there hangs li- a bell. That's not the Liberty Bell. That's not Ben Franklin. No, I'm pretty sure it's like biblical. Ooh. Am I wrong? Ooh. Ooh. Wait, wait. I actually think it's about cocaine or something. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, somebody told me recently that Franklin's Tower is like a drug song. I, I mean, know. it's the Grateful Dead. They're all drug songs. You know what? I, I don't I don't know. I don't think it's Ben Franklin. It, it's either biblical or it's either with everything with the Grateful Dead. It's it's always biblical or it's um drugs or, or it's yeah, it's biblical or drugs. But Franklin's in Tower in Franklin's Tower. Ta- hold on, hold on. I'll pull up the lyrics. In Franklin's Tower, there hangs a bell. Oh, wait, you're right, dude. You're right. It's about Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> yes. So, yes. So, so, Frank, like, so, you're saying that you're obsessed with things, dude. My obsession with music goes so much more intense because at least, like, John Mayer is, like, known to be cool. Even if people shit on him, there are people out there who, like, 
think he's cool. Yes. Like the two guys that I, I listen to the most and am the most obsessed with is Jack Johnson and Weezer. <laughs> like, but that's all from the same era. Like, if you were a white guy, singer, songwriter in the early 2000s, you got a record deal. But the thing is, like, you can't defend, like, you can defend John Mayer. I don't think I can defend You can defend, defend Weezer. Jack Weezer has some of the biggest hits of all time. Like, what? Island in the Sun, uh, Beverly Hills. I mean, those are massive hits. Yeah, those aren't the songs I listen to, bro. I'm a deep tracks only guy. Like, uh, okay, I'm I know, like, I know, like, I understand. I understand. And Jack Johnson, uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, you, it's you and, 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 uh, and, uh, uh, 28-year-old women for Jack Johnson. No, I'd say 35-year-old women for Jack Johnson. Dude, 35-year-old women who listen to Jack Johnson, bring it on. I'm here for it. I, I want to talk to you about banana pancakes and the whole shebang-a-bang. I, I actually hate that people always bring up banana pancakes because I actually love all of Jack Johnson's catalog. He doesn't have a bad song. I, I've listened, I, I memorized the lyrics to all of his songs, like all like a thousand of them. And... Uh, he he did something. He said something that has changed my life forever. Uh, I was uh, there was a time in comedy when I uh, felt like you remember how before the podcast you and me were talking about how like sometimes you just feel like we're not funny. Uh, all the time, yes. So there was this weird time in comedy where I th- I thought I was gonna go into comedy and I thought I was gonna change people's lives. I thought like you know like Dave Chappelle. And like Richard Pryor, Louis C.K., you know how like they can like George Carlin, they have these bits that literally can change the way you think about a certain subject. Right. I mean, they're very poignant. They they can just like they they're almost preaching in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they they do this thing that like they can bring up this political point that seems almost like politically incorrect, and then when they break it down, you're like, no, you're politically incorrect for not understanding my perspective on it. Like that whole, um, like the whole Louis C.K. but like the but maybe thing. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's like, people with peanut allergies, uh, should should um should be treated special for it, but they also should die. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know that video? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember thinking I was gonna write all these smart, silly bits like that, and that was gonna be like my bread and butter. But I was fucking 20 years old. I'm like drinking alcohol t- like every day. I'm in college. I, I, I'm a fucking mess. And I'm not smart enough to write jokes like that. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not clever. And so I thought like I had to quit comedy. I thought like I should just give up on it. And then I listened to a Jack Johnson interview. And Jack Johnson was saying that he loved heavy metal music. Like, do you know the band Fugazi or something? No, never heard of them. Yeah, I don't know them either. But he was like, yeah, there was this band, heavy metal band. It's what I love. It's what I listened to growing up. It's like everything I've ever wanted to be. And so I became a musician. And the thing is, I hated playing that type of music. Even though it's my favorite music to listen to, I couldn't write it. I couldn't like get a connection to it. I couldn't make it my own. Mm-hmm. And it's because he was like, oh, I realized that I'm a surfing bum from Hawaii. That's not my life. Hardcore heavy metal is not my my surroundings. So I got to write about what it's like to be a Hawaiian surfing bum. Wow. And that like and that changed my life because I was trying so hard to be Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. And then I woke up one day and I was like, I am not those guys. I'll never be those guys. I love them, but that's not my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about what the fuck am I? And that's the day I realized, oh, I broke my penis when I was 14 years old. <laughs> I don't think anybody's talking about breaking their penis when they're 14 years old. Let me write about that. And that whole Jack Johnson interview is what made me realize that and kind of 
changed my whole outlook on comedy and what I should talk about and realizing that I'm not a bad comedian for not doing the things that I personally like to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I can completely re- relate to you there. Like I can't do the mannerisms that Maniscalco does and I can't be as, as methodical as Seinfeld is with, with his joke writing. Like I just have to be, I just have to do the things that I do well, which obviously I'm still trying to figure that out. But like, I, I totally understand what you mean. It's, it's again, going back to, I think I said this off air. I could have said this on air. It's, it's comparing your baseball card to other people's baseball cards. It's like, wow, I suck. Dude, do you ever, do you ever go golfing? I'm a bit, I'm a pretty good golfer. Yeah. So, uh, even though you're competing against other people that you're playing with, Whatever they do will never affect what you do. Right. That's a good way to look at it. And whenever I'm feeling lost in the world, I just got to continue thinking about playing golf because if fucking Franklin hits a hole in one, I can't aim to hit a hole in one because that's not like, that's not the game I'm playing. Like I know what, what I have to do. I have to fucking just make it on the par. I'm not in part, make it on the, on the fairway and then hopefully chip it on the green and, and, and two-putt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's my game, and whatever you're doing is not going to affect the fact that's my game. Yeah. I, I completely understand that. It's like, you know, you're you're out there playing. It's like you're playing against yourself. You're playing yourself. Yes. You're playing against yourself. And, and you know, there's a lot of parallels. I, I genuinely believe that baseball has the most parallels with, with comedy, but that golf uh, analogy is pretty good. I like that. Well, I know more about sports analogies than you know about sports analogies, and I'm offended that you think you can even top me on that. Okay, okay go ahead. Basketball. I mean, you're a basketball guy. I'm a baseball guy. Let's go. What's up, guy? That, that's my only sports metaphor. I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I said one. I said, I said, I said, go ahead. Go ahead. I got my Jack Johnson metaphor and my, my golf analogy, and that's it. I'm a hack after that. <laughs> Dude, I, I rack my brain, and I hear. So you said dating you, you get all those text messages. Dating me, it's like you will get a text at three in the morning from a weird metaphor about something that is completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but I need to work it out in my brain. And I'm like, so what do you think? think about this and say this is this and this is this and it's like you know like you're going to be confused as to what i'm talking about but in my brain it makes perfect sense dude i know what you mean you've never spoke truer words to me i it's so embarrassing i i listen to music or I'll watch like a comedy special and i'll get this like deep long hour long of thinking and i'll literally type it out to either a girl i'm talking to or like a sibling or a close friend of mine and I've gotten to the point now where I can type that out, then copy and paste it and put it in my notes and not send the text. But for mm. a long time in my life, I would type it all out, hit send, and then the next morning they'll be like, why the fuck do you text me this nonsense at 4 a.m.? And I'm like, that's my manifesto. That is my Sistine Chapel. That's my <laughs> Mona Lisa. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're in one of those everything I've ever said is gold moods. Yes. Yes. But luckily, I now – and this is my advice to you. After you type it out, copy and paste it, put it in your notes, read it again as a note, and tell me if you still think you should t- send that text. Right. I mean I do that with Twitter a lot, bro. I mean there's there's so many times <laughs> where I think – or I think like, oh, this is the one that finally you know, finally gets my page big. This is the one that finally goes viral. And it's like, eh, leave it in the drafts. Think about it. Leave in the drafts. Forget about it. I've I'm, typed so, out, I'm I've so typed bad out, at Twitter. Bro, I have typed out like these things about how 
uh, people are doing this the entire wrong way and like the comedy industry is changing either like you get it or you don't and all that stuff and then i just hit x like i'm just like nope out hit x i just needed to like type it just to like say it and then like get rid of it like i don't need everyone so, else to see it so that's like me every time i'm on comedy facebook and i see all these comedians right like these long things quarantine killed comedy you zoom comedians are hacks blah 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 i uh, literally will like riff I'll write like a long essay why that guy's wrong, and then I delete it because I'm like, there's no way I can send that. I don't want to. I don't want to get a fight with this comedian from like Atlanta, Georgia, who I met once at a comedy festival two years ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that guy's already lost, man. I, I think like people like that in their in their own mind, like you have to adapt or die, and and that's one thing. Like I love. Thank you. Thank you. I love olden things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm such a big fan of of older entertainers and stuff like that. And like it's it's a hard band aid to rip off that like the things that you admired and wanted to do aren't necessarily there anymore or like are, are a completely different thing. And we talked about it off air. I said like Dean Martin is one of my favorite entertainers of all time. Dean Martin never had a podcast. Jerry Seinfeld never had a podcast. So it's like these things, the barriers to enter are gone. Like you have to do your own thing and you do your own thing very well with your one man shows. Oh man. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a, a new one coming out. I don't know when because I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. Uh, I I, ha I can actually put it on – there's a chance I may put it on Amazon, which would be cool if because I think people watch TV on Amazon now. If, if, if they don't, I maybe watched I'm that Mike Cannon. Uh, I watched that Mike Cannon movie on uh, Amazon like a week ago. Oh, which one was that? It's, was it's, that the – It's the comedy love triangle one. Oh, I haven't seen that shit. It's, I'll check uh, it out. It, I, I, lo I, I love him. He's he's good. I mean, it's just a. I mean, uh, like this is me talking positively about it. This is just my words. It's like it's a classic like love triangle where the artist is like, do I love my art or do I love the girl? That type of thing. Wow, I gotta check that out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have a, a one man show coming out that I may throw on Amazon, or uh, my my producer actually uh, wants me to uh, submit it to film festivals. Do you think film festivals will want to see a, a nicely shot comedy special? I think it would be a change of pace from film festivals. I was in a couple student film festivals in college, uh, and those were wild. Yeah, it's, it is a film. It's not not a film. It, it's just not like a movie with a narrative. Yeah, I, but I mean, like it's a little bit goofier than uh, from what you've told me. It's a little bit, and from what I've seen, it's a little bit goofier than your previous one-man show. Yeah, but I, 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 it holds up. The, the, the most goofiest thing about it is, is that the opening is a Cheers. Um, it's a, it's like a ripoff off a Cheers theme song. Oh, nice! Where everybody knows your name, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it's are a, you it's obsessive? A song. Are you as obsessive as olden entertainment stuff as I am? I feel like you are, dude. Oh my god, I, I watch. I'm so obsessed with old shit. I, I watch Cheers all the time. I watch Dick Cavett clips all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I watch. I'm a big Woody Allen fan. I read all of his plays. Oh wow. Um, what was the one where he had? Yeah, what was uh, the one he had with uh, Larry David? They made it into the movie. Oh, uh, are you talking about? I think it's about time. I think it's called. No something what, what is that called it's something no clear 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 history was his it was his movie without woody allen woody allen woody allen time. and it's starring larry david yeah 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 yeah. i think it's about time but i think i maybe got got that wrong hold on we're oh whatever works whatever, whatever works, works. That's yep 
Yeah, I used to memorize that opening monologue. Where he goes, "What? What do you want from me? Do, do, do you want? Oh, I used, it's such a good monologue." Larry, I mean, Larry's the best at delivery with stuff like that. I mean, he was the perfect character for that role. Oh, I know. That's where I first learned the the happy birthday, wash your hands thing, with that everybody's now doing over the pandemic. Oh, really? Dude, I mean, me as a germaphobe, I have been preparing for this moment my entire life. People, it is bananas to me, Joey, that people are like, all right, we have to follow. There's, there's riots because people have to wash their hands. I mean, this is insane to me. Dude, my sister, dude, fucking got mad at me because uh, I-, I was like, uh, you should wear your face mask all the time. And she's like, I can't breathe in my face mask. I'm like, that's not true. You can breathe in your face mask. I go like, I go skiing with my sister. She wears a face mask while she skis. You know what I mean? Oh, my like, God. And you, can, and you can wear a face mask while you're fucking doing a physical activity. You can wear a face mask as you shop in CVS. Are you fucking kidding me? Pro baseball players are wearing the face mask to play games in. And it's just like, dude, you're telling me you work harder than a professional athlete? Come on. I hate these people who say they can't breathe wearing a face mask. It's the least, dumbest, most stupidest thing I've ever heard. And these fake notes that people are like, well, I have a medical condition where I don't have to wear my mask. It's Are you kidding me? I feel like King Kill in uh, King of the Hill when he's like, it make it makes God no sense. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't God know. God damn I, it, I, makes no sense. The only thing I know is a oh Bobby, oh that's the only thing I know about Hank Hill. Oh, Bobby. No, yeah. Whenever Bobby says, whenever Bobby says something he doesn't know how to respond, he goes, it makes no darn sense, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no darn sense, Bobby. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, there we go. I know that was. Ba- I can't do impressions. I'm so bad at it. Well, I mean, he's got a hint of like I, a. He, I think they're in Texas. He's got a hint of like a country thing. Yeah, Texas. So like that's just a product of my environment. It's pretty easy to do the country accents. Yeah, I can't do the country accent. I can try Paul McCartney again. I'm just <laughs> they don't, no, save us, save us, save our kids. <laughs> no, man, but uh, yeah, man, it's wild. I mean, I, I I make a sing song and then people want to buy my record and I'm like, oh. I'm Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul. Yeah. Oh, I'm Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah. But uh, people, I, I, I do this the piano. I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe, bro. This has become a political issue that we are trying to like. Uh, even if it comes out decades from now that wearing a mask didn't do anything, it's like it, it does not matter. I mean, just help out. Go to go to fucking Korea, man. In South Korea, they've been wearing face masks every day, just normally because they fucking just find people gross. They're grossed out by people. I wish everybody was as grossed out by people as people like South Korea and China are. I I I went to China before and I felt so happy that it was common for people just to wear face masks. And this was pre-pandemic. This was like 2013. I was in China, and everyone was just wearing face masks because they're like. Yeah, I don't, I don't want your spit being anywhere near me. All right, and uh, while you're here, remember to go to BaseballLegendApparel.com. Use promo code FRANK with a K at checkout for 10% off your final purchase. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, bracelets, stickers, all that cool stuff and more. Check it out, BaseballLegendApparel.com. Promo code FRANK with a K, 10% off your final purchase. Joey. Where did you, so we're still having technical issues. We might not even have a middle part of this podcast. This might, like, we just talked for 45 minutes and it might be gone. And that's great. Where did you go to college? You keep talking, like, in the past 45 minutes, you talked about college a couple times. Where did you go? 
I went to NYU, New York University, but before I went there, I went to Franklin and Marshall, which is a little college in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And I know, after, I know Franklin Marshall. Oh, you know it? Hell yeah! So after yeah, I asked like, him to come watch me play uh, soccer. What? Oh, yeah, I was oh in like the... in high school, like you were getting recruited. Not really recruited. I mean, it's Franklin and Marshall, but yeah. And did they come and see you play soccer? Not that I know of, and if they did, they didn't like it because I don't think I got any emails. I ha- I probably have a couple like letters or like little like school pamphlets in like a box somewhere that say Franklin Marshall. I like I thought it was cool because there's a D1 school in my uh, home state that's called Marshall, and I was like, wow, this school combines my two favorite things, myself and Marshall. I'll just go there. Dude, Marshall's a sick school, dude. I fucking uh, Chad Pennington went there. Yeah, bro. Are you a Jets fan? No, I'm a, Ch- I'm a Chad Pennington fan, though. I fucking love that guy. Randy Moss went to Marshall as well. Randy he Moss did, was- bro. I got I got a poster of Randy Moss in my childhood bedroom that I'm looking at right now. I picked, Randy up a Randy Moss. Moss. I picked up a Randy Moss rookie card yesterday for $8. thought that was a pretty good deal. He's an all-timer. You are, you are a little uh, like like sports gambling fanatic, aren't you? Like, it, yeah, like, bro. The only people who pick up rookie cards are people who are like, okay, I'm going to pick up this rookie card. I'm going to sell it for a lot of money. And then I'm going to finally pay off my bookie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. <laughs> I may have, uh, like, <laughs> I bought, I spent $320 on a Tyler Hero rookie card. And I'm trying to flip it for 500 in two weeks. <laughs> Dude, Tyler Hero is my boy. That's like one of my favorite basketball players. Well, I got a rookie card if you want it for five hundred bucks. <laughs> Fuck, I, I, I am not, I, I am not in deep with the shark, so I, I don't, I, I don't need that that bait. I'm, I'm okay. God dang, man! All I'm thinking about is if we just recorded forty five minutes and my audio botched it because my West Virginia freaking internet kicked out. Yo, by the way, did you go to West Virginia? Yeah, I, I graduated West Virginia University, baby. Yo, one of my favorite people ever is Noel Devine. He was like your starting running back like in Why 2007. Why is that your favorite Because he was just like the most fun football player to watch in college. Like he was just a blast. Like he was sick. Oh, he was so fast, man. He has arguably one of the best high school highlight tapes of all time. Yo, I've seen that high school highlight tape. That's why I was so hyped for him. And then he got two different girls pregnant and then like he like quit football. Uh, he had he had a lot of baby mamas in college, man. And it's really funny that he's one of your favorite athletes of all time because after like his stint with like the Canadian football league or whatever didn't work out, he went back to college and he was in one of yeah. my uh, he was in one of my classes and he came up to me and uh, he he would like he was handing out papers to everybody, just walking down the line, handing papers to everybody. And I was like, No, I have one already. He goes, No, no, you need this. And he he just forced me to take another paper. <laughs> Yo, yo, like, did he have like charisma? Did he seem like a sweet sweetheart? He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he was really short. I didn't even realize. Like, I knew he was short. Oh like, yeah, he was like that, that's why he was like five seven, five eight. He's short, short. Yeah, dude, I, I'm five eight, so fuck off. <laughs> no, uh, he was. I mean, he's a tiny dude, man. He's a tiny dude. Well, he was just so much fun to play with in like the NCAA football games back in the day. Like, oh my god, dude! The, I love the college football games. If you did like the read option and pitch the term, that's a touchdown every time. Automatic and Pat White, bro. Pat White at the Pat White at Pat the helmet. White, it's over. Wait, Pat White was the quarterback, right? Yes, sir. Dude, he was so fast, dude. Pat Wright and Noel Devine. I was just a big West Virginia fan. What's your name? Are you guys the Volunteers? Oh, um, uh, Mountaineers. Close. Mountaineers. 
Yeah, yeah. You what is it that what team is the 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 volunteers? Is it the Tennessee? Yeah, yeah, Tennessee, dude. That's a fraud fan base, by the way. I don't even care if I have any fans that went to Tennessee. They're fraud fan base. Dude, that's such a bad name. Yo, I have so much school spirit. What are you guys rooting for? Uh well we volunteer a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, school nicknames are wild, bro. There's uh you know, we, Kent State is the Golden Flashes, whatever that is, and Akron is the Zips. So they're just stupid names. Well, well, so my favorite. So I was actually mad bum about leaving FNM because FNM was the Diplomats, and I thought oh, that was the good. best name. But that I makes love seem, that. But that makes it seem like it's some rich boarding school where you guys wear crusted jackets and stuff like that. Well, it's Franklin and Marshall because Benjamin Franklin and John Marshall. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And it's all connected back to you, you fucking. Franklin, Ben Franklin, Ben Franklin, Franklin's power, and it doesn't matter because if that forty-five minutes doesn't show up, nobody knows what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> you saying that as if it was like the, the lyric of, of Franklin's Tower, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I might be. I'm bo- if Bobby Weir needs a backup, I got him. I can be backup vocals. Yeah, yeah. You, you have the Birkenstocks and short shorts to go along with it, dude. I'm not a Birkenstocks person. My sister is, though. Are you a Birkenstock guy? Oh no! I was just making fun of Bob Weir. Nah. All right. Whatever. Have you? So you've been to how many Grateful Dead concerts have you been to? You know, I gotta count it out because um, the Grateful Dead aren't alive anymore. Like the band doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Sorry. So, excuse me. Dead and Co. Uh, but oh, do you want to know about Dead and Co. or Grateful Dead ba- like shows in general? Because I've been to. Let's see, Dead and Co. I, I'm an I'm idiot, into, so just explain it all to me and to the listener. So, all right, so essentially, Grateful Dead isn't around anymore because Jerry Garcia is dead. So, like the actual band Grateful Dead does not exist anymore. However, there's a ton of Grateful Dead tribute bands. The most favorite one, famous one, is the John Mayer one called Dead and Company, where it's John Mayer with Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead, Phil, uh, uh, um, Mickey Hart from the Grateful Dead. And uh, and uh, Bill Kreisner. So like, there's three mm. actual people from the dead in the in the Dead and Company. Yeah, uh, with John Mayer. So I've seen them like six or seven times, but I've also seen this band called Grateful Shred before. Uh, th- there's another famous band called J Rad, which they do Grateful Dead cover bands. Jeez. I saw another great. So I I mean to like and I and then um Jerry Garcia also had his own band called the Jerry Garcia Band, and that band still tours without like Jerry Garcia is dead, but they still tour. So I've also seen the revival of the Jerry Garcia Band. So I've seen like eleven or twelve Grateful Dead related bands in my life. How many of these have you seen Bill Walton at? None, but I love Bill Walton, dude. Bill's an animal. I heard he's at like everything. Yeah, he he probably is that everything. I just I just don't see him. Uh, he's probably in the VIP. Like he probably has like the VIP section. I'm like in like the nosebleeds. Like the how do you not section. see him? He's eight feet tall, dude. Well, the thing is, everyone looks eight feet tall when you're fucking freaking out at a Grateful Dead show. Fair enough, fair enough, man. Hey, if you get lost, just listen to the music play. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yes, there it is, dude. You might have turned me into a deadhead by the end of this episode. I don't know. Well, I'm not even a dentist. That's the thing. I'm just, I'm not even a dentist. I'm just a guy who loves the Grateful Dead. Deadhead is a different thing, dude. The, the deadhead is like, 
it's like it's their religion. They pray to Jerry. They fucking um they, they like have like tattoos and, and like chains and bracelets. I only have a bandana and a t-shirt and I, and I listen and I know their songs. I like I like the little bear guys. I like those things, the dancing bears. I think they're cool. Yeah. But like I'm more passionate about I don't know why we well, it's because of John Mayer we ended up talking about so much about the Grateful Dead. But uh, I, I'm just as passionate about Weezer and Jack Johnson. I ain't talking about and Sublime. I, I have the worst taste in music. I but <laughs> Well, I mean, it's better than mine. I mean, my my top artist is John Mayer and then Dean Martin and uh, Sinatra and uh, somebody else. I don't even know. Dude, that's good music, dude. I love Sinatra. I love the Rat Pack. Are you kidding me? No, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's my favorite, bro. I mean, we talked about how we like the older, enter- older entertainment, but I mean, so, we didn't get into this. We could talk about this for that. I say, let's do ten more minutes of this. So, so like the the my I, my my the three Franks that I, I I love and listen to all the time is Frank Sinatra, Frankie Lyman, and Frankie Valley. I love old timey shit. I don't know who. Uh, f- what was the middle one? Frankie Lyman. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him, I don't think. So he like had he was only famous for a short period of time because his voice was like good from like nine years old to like thirteen and then like his voice cracked and he lost it. But uh, they literally they took advantage of this kid so hardcore. And like they so many people made money off of him. And like he like died of a of like a heroin overdose by the time he was like nineteen or twenty. Like he didn't live long. Jesus. Yeah. Bright died but, young, like, man. I'm gonna have to listen to his stuff. Dude, it is some of the best music ever. He has this song, Why like his voice is so hot. And, and like, have you ever heard the song Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Why yeah. do fools fall in love? Like it's so he said he sounds like a girl almost, but it's so good. It's called Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers because his backup singers were literally teenagers. That's good, man. They had they had the catchy names back then. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. I mean, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so I grew up listening to Sinatra. Uh, like, Summer Wind is, like, my all-time favorite song. Summer Wind by Sinatra, huh? Yeah. Love I don't, that. I don't, a, think I, I don't even think I know the one, and I know a lot of Sinatra ones. I don't think I've ever actually listened to that one. Oh, buddy, get your earbuds ready for some good shit, because that, that is some moving music, that song. I mean, it's still nothing. Nothing will will put me in the mood that I want to be in more than when it's late at night and I'm by myself and I listen to the Royal Albert Music Hall uh, live edition of one for uh, one for my baby, one for the road. Sinatra, man, when he's just it's black and oh. white and he's got the cigarette and he's by himself and it's just oh, that's that's literally the perfect version of that song. Uh, if you are ever in Connecticut and, and you need a, a place to hang out, come over to my house. I have the box set of the Dean Martin roast. Dude, that's my guy, man. Dean Martin is like, ever since somebody said I kind of looked like him when I was 17 years old, my, 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 best, friend, <laughs> my, best, friend, my best friend's mom. So I was in a tux for prom and I like pointed at the camera and she goes, that's what Dean Martin would have done. I said, who's that? And she gave me a CD of him. She says, have this. And from that moment, I was hooked. So, uh, dude, um, we can watch like the Wilt Chamberlain, Dean Martin roast. We'll have, I, I already see this. We're having a great night. We'll, we'll drink some beer, watch some Dean Martin, make fun of basketball players. Uh, I, I can't wait. We got to set this up as soon as COVID permits us to. Oh, dude, I'm down, bro. I'm trying to move up to the city. We could just do it there. We can get it popping, bro. Let's go. 
get get to New York. Get popping. Uh, uh, my my asshole's already popped off. I'm excited for this, <laughs> <laughs> dude. We'll put on bandanas. We'll put on Grateful Dead. Uh, November 2017 MSG, and we'll just vibe out. Yes, yes. And, and I'll get you some good New York pizza, and, and we'll have just a perfect New York little day. Oh my gosh! I mean, maybe we can hit a mic too, and maybe I can suck. That'd be awesome. Oh, dude, don't 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 tarnish this amazing day I planned out with, with that gross toxic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I mean, but God, we Martin, barely talked about comedy. I just realized we have not. We we, we we have we talked about comedy at all? I don't know, but it's okay. I mean, this is different. I mean. You're you're an interesting guy. You got a lot of different interests. I want to talk about Dean Martin for a little bit, though. Just like for the last, I mean, we're of I, course, I, uh, please. Um, so Dino, you know, he's he's fr- he's from Steubenville, Ohio, which is like you throw a rock and you're in West Virginia. So I think that's part of the reason I like him so much. And I just feel like, How? I mean, what do you mean? I did not know that. I thought he was like from like Jersey. No, dude, he's from he's from Ohio, like right near West Virginia. He's he's up he's over there. How did he end up with Sinatra? So, okay. So, I mean, I could lend you my Dean and Me book with Jerry Lewis if you want, and you could have the whole story. But the thing is, okay, so he he wanted to be an entertainer. He was he was working, you know, he was, uh, he was working at these underground casinos in Ohio, and he was singing for money, for fun, and stuff like that. And then I think he just, like, moved to, moved to New York or something like that, and he met Jerry Lewis on a corner of something-something in Broadway. I want to say... Like, I don't know the streets, so it could be... I have it written down somewhere. I think it's like 26 in Broadway? I could be completely wrong, but it's it's where he met Jerry Lewis, and then they st- uh, formed their own little duo, and the first shows they did together were in Atlantic City, and they were crushing it and cheating on their wives left and right. And, Love uh, they, that. And then Sinatra heard word of these guys, and then they just sort of, like, bonded. But the thing about Dino is everybody thought he was this big partier, but it was really Frank who was the big partier, and Dean... Dean just did his show and he did his act and like that was it. He was kind it of was a, a, yeah, a reserved guy. Yeah. I know. My, I remember like, I have memories at a very young age. So my grandma at a young age would like tell me stuff as if it's like, like, of course I'm interested in it. But I didn't know what she was talking about. Like she just like thought like I just cared about the same shit she cared about. So she'd be like babysitting me. I'm like four or five years old. And she's like, yeah, you know, Dino, everyone thinks he's a partier, but he's actually not like that. That's actually apple juice in his glass when he's performing, but he wants to everyone think it's scotch. I'm like, sure. I don't know what Dino is. I don't know what scotch is. I don't, I know what apple juice is, but sure. I get what you're talking about. Like, and my grandma's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, Dallas strawberry for the Mets. He was a huge drug addict, huge partier. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, strawberries. That's a fruit, right? <laughs> yeah, Daryl, Doc, and Daryl, whatever. It was 44th and Broadway, by the way. I just want to clear that up for those uh, at home. I, was, I needed to know that. But yeah. So, yeah, I, I, what you're talking about, I know about because my grandma would just tell me this stuff. And it was so weird because I, I, didn't, I didn't have an understanding of what she was talking about ever. And she just like pretended like I knew it all. Like she was like, "Yeah, well, well, you know, when Sinatra divorced Mia Farrow, she left him for for that loser Jewish comedian Woody Allen." And I was like, "She's stupid. She should have stayed with Frank." I'm like, "I don't know any of these people." <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, well, who was it? Uh, Sinatra. Sinatra fell in love with that woman, and and she was an actress or something like that. But then they broke up. What was that? That was, that was Mia Farrow, I thought. That was Mia Farrow. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And then yeah. uh, I know more about Dino than I do than I do Sinatra. But uh, I know more about Frank only because that's what my grandma loved to talk about when she was babysitting me. That'll do it, man. I mean, uh, I uh, I like to watch old episodes of the Dean Martin show, not necessarily the roast, but his show that he had on NBC for a decade. I don't they think I've whole, ever seen that. They I've have whole episodes on YouTube. They, it's just shot on this big sound stage, and he gets out there. And he's in his tuxedo and he's and he's smoking and singing. It's a variety show, you know. They do comedy sketches and sing and stuff like that. And so I think that Dean Martin Rose must have been like a special event he would do on that show. Maybe I wonder. It, it was its own thing, but then it was so popular they just turned them out like regular episodes. Is what ended up happening. And um, wow, there, I, there's gotta, this, I gotta do my homework. No, nah, but there's this one thing that he did every year, and I did like. So I started it last year on Christmas, but like I did for the Christmas episode, but like I love the holiday specials that old TV shows used to do. And yes. so for the Dean Martin show, he would bring on all these celebrities and at the end they would each say like, and I hope the kids at St. Jude Hospital are getting a very Merry Christmas or something this hospital and Santa's coming down your chimney this year and like for me that's what it is for me for the holiday specials I want to bring everybody together I want to give money to the kids I want to make sure that everyone deserves to have a great Christmas or holiday or whatever that's what that's what I want to do for the holiday specials okay um, I hear what you're saying loud and clear and let me take a stab at it uh, so you guys have been listening to Franco's World with me Joey Rinaldi and before I get out of here I want you to remember that this COVID season is about the kids. So instead of donating your money to um, these these uh, Facebook birthday people who need Xbox controllers, send a few pennies over to the kids. <laughs> tell yeah. them Uncle Frank sent you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah t- 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 tell them Uncle Franco sent you. <laughs> oh my god people start calling me for, dude i just want to walk down the street and like in, in deep queens and be like yo franco hey how you doing <laughs> hey, oh, oh. but i could because i'm not italian so it doesn't matter yeah we, we should do corona gifts like instead of christmas gifts like uh what did you get for corona this year i got uh <laughs> i i got a, a donation to ch- the children's hospital from uncle franco <laughs> Oh man, Joey, man, this was great, man. Uh, I had a I had a lot of fun doing this podcast. Hopefully, that middle forty five minutes is there. Uh, if you hear dogs freaking out, I got UPS trucks rolling up, so I'm cutting the episode off. Uh, I hope everyone listening has a great day, Joey. You like to plug anything really quick? Uh, if you if you think I'm interesting on this podcast, check out Trailer Trashing. It's me talking, making fun of movie trailers, and uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm the Joey Rinaldi. And uh, yeah, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. The, the Joey Rinaldi, just like the Ohio State University. Keep taking your care of... Oh, I messed up on that one. I'm drunk. Uh, in the meantime, keep taking care of yourselves and keep all those questions coming when I do the questions, except I haven't done them in weeks. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day. See you.